Welcome to our Easter Sunday celebration of the resurrection. What a blessing it is to join together today to celebrate the fact that Jesus Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Thank you for joining us in this platform of worship. We hope that you find a very special blessing on this day. May the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you as we celebrate the reality of our faith that Jesus Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. He is risen. He is risen indeed. He has risen. He has risen indeed. He is risen. He is risen indeed. He has risen, he has risen indeed. He has risen, he has risen indeed. He has risen, he has risen indeed.
in the midst of our sorrow and grief. Christ comes to ease our pain. In the midst of our doubts and fears. Christ comes to bring us hope. In the midst of our sickness unto death. Christ comes to bring us life. Let's have the kids come forward for children's time. Happy Easter, friends. What an exciting day it is that we get to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And we get to have just this wonderful moment of celebrating something really deep and really caring that God has done for our lives. So I want to share with you a story. 
When I was a kid, and even when I was a children's director and a youth director, through all the ages, we used to play this game called Telephone. And it amazed me that even the senior high members of the youth group liked playing Telephone. Now, if you've never played Telephone, here's, here's what it is. You have someone that makes up a, a message, and you sit in this big circle with a bunch of friends, and then the first friend whispers that message to the one next to him, and they're not allowed to repeat it. And then that person passes it to the next person and the next person and the next person until that it gets to the end and you get a message that doesn't even match what the first message was because you can't repeat it and you're only whispering it and people have to trust what they're hearing. I always loved playing telephone because it, it was enjoyable to watch the confusion at the end of the game and how how each word became what it became and the points where the confusion started and everything. But the telephone is about sharing a message in a really confusing time in a really confusing way. Now let me share how that matches with our Easter story. We have this account of Mary going to the tomb where her friend Jesus was. And Jesus had died on Good Friday. And she expected to go there and to find Jesus, Jesus, but he wasn't there. So when you're expecting to find something and it's not there, things become confusing very quickly. And things become worrisome very quickly. And as Mary is there, she hears the words of an angel sharing what had happened. And she realizes it's not just an angel, it's, it's Jesus that's talking to her. She gets a message that's very important in a time that she's very confused and worried, and she needs to take that message out in a way that it can be understood and, more importantly, celebrated. Now, thankfully, Mary wasn't playing telephone because she was able to share the message with her friends, and her friends were able to come and experience the message. The first two friends that come to the tomb to experience the message are, are John and Peter. And as they're there, they are experiencing, they're looking, they're investigating, they're looking to see, they're looking to learn, and they're looking to interact with what has happened that Mary had already experienced. And it's the ability that Mary had to take a message that John and Peter immediately had a chance to interact with, and then they all began to interact with this message of reality that uh, Jesus Christ had rose from the grave. I want us to think about that because this is a really special message, but it also can be very confusing for dear friends. It's really confusing to share with some of our friends the events of Good Friday and the Easter morning. Because it's something that we don't understand. It's something we haven't experienced. And I'll share with you, it is still a blessing that creates opportunities of freedom within our hearts. That Jesus Christ came to take care of something that we could not take care of on our own. And because that Christ did those actions, we have someone to turn to someone to interact with, and someone to experience the blessings of that resurrection with. Whether it be through the Holy Spirit, through prayer, or in times on video, listening to sermons, or on Zoom for Kids Club, or even when that we have the opportunity to be at church or Sunday school. We have all of these chances to interact with this message. And this message of hope that comes from the actions of Jesus Christ doesn't end up being a garbled up telephone game, but it becomes a reality that we get to live with, experience, and celebrate. So I'm going to share a message. We're going to play telephone together. I'm going to share a message with you, and then I want you to pass it on. Jesus loves you. He is risen. He is risen indeed. So pass that message on to your friends. Show it to them. Help them experience through the ways that you love and care for them. And may the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you as we celebrate this Easter miracle. God is love. 
Amen. steadfast love calls to us with its power to overcome death and darkness. Our joy overflows this day as we worship you and rejoice in your gift of resurrection. Amen. Please join me in reciting the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Rose from their tombs, and the angels stood in awe. 
For the souls of all who come to the Father are restored. And the church of Christ was born. Then the Spirit lit the flame. Now this gospel truth of old shall not kneel, shall not fade. By his blood and in his name, in his freedom I am free. For the love of Jesus Christ, who has resurrected me. 
Let's join together for our prayer of assurance. Christ is risen in our hearts, in our lives, and in our world. In resurrection, life begins anew. Not just for Christ, but for all who call upon Christ's name. Amen. Today's gospel reading comes from John chapter 11, verses 25 and 26. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live, even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? God's word for God's people. Happy Easter. Now I'm going to share with you, I'm taking a chance with this sermon because of the time that I'm recording it and how that I hope that this light room begins to be filled with light. If I become distorted by the end of this sermon, that, that's my goal. I'm already seeing, at least as on my end of this recording, the, the lights kind of coming into this room. And I, I, I want that feeling. This is an early morning feeling for this conversation that we're going to have on our Easter sermon. A very wonderful conversation on how light penetrated a very dark moment as Mary goes to the tomb and becomes the first messenger of the greatest message that has ever been told. I hope that this light does what I'm praying for it to do in this imagery and this conversation because I want you to see what we feel on the inside as we move into moments of a resurrection, as we shout the words, He is risen! And celebrate a Savior that has set us free from so much. From so much. Last year, one calendar year ago, my focus of the sermon was the empty tomb. And we looked at the imagery of an empty tomb and talked about what that meant. It wasn't a cold, barren place that was empty and lost and forgotten. But yet it was a place that set people free to go out to live and to interact with the Holy Spirit in such a way that the light of hope begins to flood the hearts and souls of so many. Not a place that is held in barren darkness, an empty place with no sounds and no life, but an empty tomb that produced life going out into the greater world so that the greater world can experience its place in the salvation of Jesus Christ. This Easter, we get a different feeling. This Easter... As I stand in this room that I used as imagery last year as the empty tomb, this year I hope you see. I hope that this is working. I hope that you can see the light that is beginning to flood this room because I hope this Easter, this resurrection, you see the light of hope pouring into your lives. Let's begin with Mary. Mary begins to be a person who begins to be an image of what it means to pour the light of hope into an individual and empowering an individual with a very special message. The first Easter sermon. Mary has this wonderful event as she is standing at a tomb where she goes to go and care for the body of her dear friend to perform the rituals of oil on the body of her dear friend, walking in a place of darkness to get to this place. And as she arrives there, her life, her identity begins to be flooded with the light of hope. I want us to dissect that for a moment because it's not just the imagery of Mary as Jesus' friend, Jesus' caregiver, one of Jesus' confidants coming to care for the body. There's so 
many different needs and identities that Mary portrays. Mary portrays the image of the voiceless minority. Mary being a female individual in the time, and please forgive me as I explain this because I'm trying to explain the time period, and I'm not explaining personal opinions, but in the time period within a male-dominated society where all of the power and all the responsibility landed on the male figures, Mary, a female individual, is coming to be the first to receive the greatest message. When we hear the words through Scripture of whatever you do for the least of these, you also do to me. We have this imagery through Mary of the light of hope beginning to flood her identity as someone who culturally would have been shunned and not listened to is the person that receives the message of the resurrection and is called to go forth and give the first Easter sermon. We look at the existence of Jesus Christ and I commonly share that Jesus Christ has no wasted motion. Everything He does is pointing towards the reality of the resurrection. As we look at the major places throughout Christ's ministry where Christ is turning the tables over on injustice, it has always been a conversation between Christ and a lady that has restructured that has restructured hope and has built a bridge showing that there is no separation in the words of Paul there is no Jew or Greek there is no male or female all are one in the body of Christ Christ shows that in every moment that Christ builds a bridge, whether that it's the lady who comes to the table and proclaims that even the dogs feast from the scraps of the king's table, to the lady at the well who Jesus Christ gives the message of living water, or whether it be the dear lady caught in adultery that Jesus Christ sits down and writes a message in the sand, a message specific to her, and it's one thing that has existed throughout time as being a message that that lady is the only person that knows what Jesus Christ shared at that moment. Throughout all of these bridge-building experiences, the light of hope flooding the ministry of Jesus Christ he has taken the ones who were perceived and treated and pushed aside as the least of these in order to bestow unto them power and importance and newness. We see that in this conversation between Christ and Mary. Then we see what happens when the light of hope becomes so important that we have to go and experience it. Now, as we continue to look through this, as we continue to have this conversation, I may jump gospel message with messages within my conversation, but I want to share with you about the excitement that comes as the light of hope begins to flood the world. We begin to see this image of John and Peter. And John and Peter are in this place and they have this moment that they hear this message and they have to go and see. They have to go and see. They have to go and experience 
what has taken place. They have to go and experience and interact with the reality that exists that they have heard a message that is so transforming, so new, so inspiring that they run to the temple to see what has happened. And then we break out what it means to see. We break down the heart's intention of going to see. As things become a little bit clear as the sun continues to shift, we can begin to see things more clearly when we're willing to run and interact with the message that has been shared. A message that started with the first Easter sermon shared by Mary. An empowerment that came to Mary of being the one to carry that message. And once again, like the lady that came to the table proclaiming that even the dogs feast from the scraps of the master's table. Much in the imagery is Jesus Christ talking to the lady at the well and sharing the message of a living, transforming water. And much like the lady caught in adultery, that Jesus Christ has the conversation, ye without sin throw the first stone. It's all of these images. It isn't just Jesus Christ turning the tables and restoring power to individuals who feel lost and neglected. It's Jesus Christ taking the time to show that there is a resurrection for everyone. Everyone. No matter our place and culture, no matter our cultural differences, no matter the ways that we within our lives have set people aside on a different path, the light of hope has come to flood the world and transform the lives of everyone. I want us to hold that narrative in our lives because there's so many places in our lives that we need to shout at the top of our lungs the phrase, He is risen! Shout that. Because it's not just a proclamation that the light of Christ has flooded the room and has made things more clearer. It's the reality that because Jesus Christ has risen and defeated sin and death, we as heirs to the kingdom, as brothers and sisters with Jesus Christ, we are heirs to that promise. And as Jesus Christ defeats sin and death, He creates a path for us that we are set free as well. And those who are free in Christ are free indeed. Let's paste this together. Let's paste this together. Let's use John Wesley's language of justifying grace and talk about what that means. There are so many places that we do not go as believers because we stop ourselves from going there. We put our existence into the tomb. We roll the boulder in front of the opening and we create dark places that we, within fear and worry, personal discouragement, depression, we put ourselves in these tombs and we limit ourselves from fully being involved in the gospel message the way that we can. The way that we can. I'm not worthy because. I shouldn't do this because. This person is far better at this task because. And yes, where I fully believe and support what the Apostle Paul writes in the church of Corinth, that everyone has a very special gift. A hand can't be a foot. Ears can't be eyes. I get it. 
but the eyes have to see and participate. The ears have to be open and participate. The hands, through the actions of justifying grace, have to reach out to the actions that Jesus Christ has already done and interact with those actions so that resurrection can take place in our lives and begin to be shared to take place in others' lives so that the entire world can shout at the top of their lungs the phrase, He is risen! We celebrate and shout, He is risen! At the top of our lungs, Jesus Christ didn't rise alone. We rise with Christ. more clear when we can grasp a hold of that reality. There is nothing that can separate us from the grace of Jesus Christ. Nothing. Except for ourselves. Again, looking at John Wesley's language, those three stages of grace, and the crucial part of grace is the justifying grace where we intentionally interact with Jesus Christ, we are the ones that roll the stones in front of the tomb. And we are the ones that separate ourselves. Jesus Christ doesn't stop reaching out. Jesus Christ doesn't stop reaching out and giving us places where we can respond. The table of grace with these lovely lilies on them today. I'm very blessed to have these as a part of this recording. But this table of grace doesn't shut down because Saturday night that you made a mistake. So Sunday morning, you cannot walk forward to the altar and say, Jesus, thank you for still loving me. Help me go forth and sin no more. That has been so special to me through my existence and my faith life. I love uttering the phrase that Jesus Christ died for me. Jesus Christ died for the world. And I get to be the hands and feet. I get to participate in the Holy Spirit rolling away the stones from the tombs that I put myself in so that I can be set free free and celebrate the resurrection of the risen Savior through the reality of reaching back. Of reaching back. We look at this beautiful scripture today. Mary reached back. We look at all of the scriptural accounts of Easter and we see the ones who ran to the tomb to see the reality of Jesus Christ's resurrection, they are reaching back. What realities, what clarity can come to your life when you reach back? Today, as we celebrate this Easter message, I want to give you the opportunity to participate with me in a prayer. I want you to have the ability to reach back. I want you to realize that there are some stones that exist in our lives that we need to allow the Holy Spirit to move away. Now listen, and, and I have been a hypercritical about certain faith messages that ignore science. That's my reality. I realize that there are deep clinical issues that some of us deal with. I realize that there are deep depressive places that we need to find help outside of ourselves. And it's not just as easy as saying, stone, get out of the way. We have to find the help with that. So listen to me. Because I'm going to speak to that reality right now too. Because I want you to find resurrections. I believe that you can have Jesus and a therapist. I believe that. And for some of us, 
in this place where we're trying to find that place of a resurrection. The place that we can get to, that we can shout the phrase, He is risen! And I am risen with Him. Is the actions of justifying grace of saying, I need help and I'm going to go find it. Whether it's from the pastor having a theological conversation or with the therapist, digging deep to the roots of what's happening within our souls so that we can find guidance and care and a true resurrection. And as we find all the right help from all the right people, we can begin to see the stones roll away. We can begin to see the light of hope that floods a room and creates a place of clarity. And we begin to be able to step out and to live freely as the people of the resurrection. The people of the resurrection. Constantly looking for ways to interact with the risen, redeemed Savior and to celebrate the reality that Jesus Christ is real. Jesus Christ is risen! And through the guidance of the Holy Spirit paving the path, through the guidance of the people that Fred Rogers proclaimed as the helpers, the therapists, the pastors, the Sunday school teachers, the mentors, the guides, that help us go through the processing that we need to go through to roll the stones away from our tombs so that we can step out in the clarifying light of Jesus Christ. I'll share with you guys. I, I'm hoping that this whole thing that I have seen while recording that you have seen it too. We've had this piercing light at the beginning of this sermon displaying a piercing hope that's possible. And now, there's still no electric lights on. This is all the sun. And right now, I'm seeing a very clear image. And it's only clear because of the light of the sun. I want us to hold on to that promise as we celebrate being people of the resurrection. Clear, bright hope that is produced by the light of the sun. He is risen. He is risen indeed. May the light of hope roll the stones away from your tombs. May the places that we feel like the voiceless, we find the hope and the inspiration to be the people to proclaim. And may we remember daily, even when we're in the places that we need to go out and seek that extra help and find the trained individuals that will help us move the stones away from our tombs, always remember that Jesus Christ is risen. God is love. And there's nothing, nothing that can separate us from that reality. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Happy Easter. God is love. Amen. As we've moved into our time of offering, we'd like to have the opportunity to get to know you. Please email us at ncumcinfo at gmail.com. And if you've been enjoying our services online, please email us. Please say hello. Again, that's ncumcinfo at gmail.com. And also, if you'd like to give to our church, please go to northcoastumc.org and click on the Give button. Again, that's northcoastumc.org and click on the Give button. Thank you for joining us. Let's join together for our prayer of giving. God of abundant love, may our gifts overflow with joy that others may see your light and know new life through your risen Son, Jesus Christ. Amen.
Thank you for joining us today for this very special gathering of worship. Let's join together in our closing benediction. Christ is risen. A new day has come. Christ is risen. He has risen indeed. May the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you as we celebrate daily resurrections. Amen. <laughs>